Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast, where every Sunday and Wednesday, we'll bring you fast-paced, powerful 15-minute episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends and all things tech for the professional salon industry. And a quick little update on the podcast. I'm going to change it up a bit. I am going to keep this short-form 15-minute, sometimes 20 episode. Um, this is me chatting about what might be on my mind, especially as it relates to technology and, and things that are shifting around that and our larger industry too. And in July, I'm going to take my second weekly episode and morph it into something different and something others are doing, but I'm going to put my own twist on it. And it's going to be a 30 minute podcast. It will always have a guest. And it's going to really focus on best advice, very specifically, best advice to to have a sustainable long and happy career in the professional beauty industry. And uh, there'll be surprises coming with that. So stay tuned for more information. I'm, I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Another update. I am going to premiere first week in June. Was there last year? I've rarely missed it over the last 20 plus years. So I am excited to be going back. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not so excited to be going to Florida. Um, the whole, um, you know, don't say gay thing. Um, it's hard. I'm gay. And I use that word a lot. First of all, I believe in the power of coming out and, and have done it repeatedly hundreds of times and, and love doing it from stages. I will not be on any stages or classrooms or doing anything official at premiere um, during the show on behalf of the show this year. Also, first time in a long time. But um, I'm excited to just be hanging out. I will be in Orlando, Florida, the state of Florida for only 32 hours uh, purposely, but I had to get down there. I had to see my friends. I'm thrilled for premiere and, and encourage folks to go down there. Um, and, and when you're there, uh, please say gay. <laughs> okay. Uh, on to my topic. I'm going to talk about quotes. One of my favorite things to share. I think they're really powerful, you know, a, a handful of words that typically have some real wisdom behind them. And I recently did a webinar with my dear friend, Nina Kovner, Passion Squared, uh, where we shared with each other um, in, a, in, in a webinar setting um, some of our favorite quotes and, and why they're favorites and kind of inspired me to, to want to do this today. So I am going to start with a couple quotes on, those who listen to me won't be surprised, artificial intelligence. And um, yeah, it's happening and there's already quotes. I've got two of them. Um, this one, uh, I enjoy this uh, quote, the question of whether a computer can think is no more interesting than the question of whether a submarine can swim. Now, submarines cannot swim and computers can't think. Having said that, the things that they each can do in the context of where they do what they do, uh, meaning a submarine in the water, and if you've ever seen a documentary on, on submarines and, and just how powerful, mind blown, um, and then same with AI. You know, we've been using computers for quite a while now, and they managed to shrink it down so it fits in our hand. And um, and then AI like turns all that kind of on its head a little bit um, in terms of the potential for computing power, what it can do for us. And no, it's not a human, and no, it's not intelligent, quote unquote, the way that we are. It's artificially intelligent. Um, and again, uh, it, in in the context of information and what it can do, it, it is absolutely mind-blowing and encourage everybody to, to get to know it and play with it. And, and yes, stay concerned where, where it might take us, but we need to be having that thought process about almost everything in our lives, whether it's the food we eat or, or um, climate, and I can go on and on, I'll stop there. Um, okay, second quote on artificial intelligence. You don't need to worry about AI taking your job. 
you need to worry about someone who knows how to use AI taking your job. Ooh, that's profound. And you can take that a lot of different ways. I'm going to expand it a little bit and say that you can think of that competitively as well, that you don't need to necessarily use artificial intelligence. But if your competitors are using it and using it effectively to perhaps market better, to perhaps be more efficient in their business, then, then that, that should potentially give you some concerns. And I'm talking to so many people in the professional beauty industry who are currently obsessed as I am, are using artificial intelligence, finding all kinds of value in it. Um, and it's helping them to do their jobs better, not how to cut hair, not how to color hair, you know, not how to do the technical, you know, in the moment per se, but a whole lot of other stuff. So stay tuned. Um, a lot more is coming, or as my good friend, Michael Cole would say, a lot more is to be revealed. All right. Quote number two favorite of all time. I've used it in so many presentations. If you've ever seen me, you might remember the, the Dalmatian with the big glasses on, which is a visual on the slide that I always use. I've been using it for years. Um, and that is from Wayne Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I first started using this quote. I'm trying to explain social media in the early days. And that was before Instagram. We're just using Facebook. Came across this and I thought, ooh, this is this is interesting. I, I love metaphors and, and other ways of, of, of expressing complicated ideas and getting people to look at things in new ways. So this seemed really appropriate. And back then, I used to say, if you change the way you look at social media, then social media can change for you. In the, in the early days, we thought of social media, so many of us, as a very personal tool. We used it to connect with friends and family and maybe watch some dancing cats. If we change how we look at social media from the personal um, and the fun and funny um, to a tool that can support you professionally, that can help you market, that can help you do a lot of different things in terms of expressing your brand to the larger world, then social media for you as a professional changes. That is profound. And you can apply that to so many different parts of your life. Um, again, one of my favorite quotes, and I think it's just so important, whether we're trying to figure out how to do something problematic, you know, just solve a problem in our work, in our life, um, whether we are learning something new and, and stuck, you know, to, to, to have the ability to take a big step backwards and look at it in a different way then all kinds of things can often open up to us. So again, one of my favorite quotes, Wayne Dyer, genius. My next quote um, is by a guy kind of old school named W. Edwards Deming, came famous kind of thought person in, in uh, the business world. And he said, without data, you're just another person with an opinion. And oh boy, do I love this one. Uh, because we're humans. We're, we are prone to have opinions about everything. Um, and, and the question is, what informs those opinions? It's interesting you connect this idea to, to artificial intelligence. One thing that fascinates me about artificial intelligence is that it has access to basically everything that occurred on the internet up through September of 2021. And by the way, I've been saying December and it is actually September of 2021. All of it everything that's in the internet, it is inside of AI, open AI to be specific in chat, GPT um, 3.5 or 4. So it has all the data. So when it offers you an opinion, it is working its way, sifting its way through the data, trying to as efficiently as possible, come back with the right answer. doesn't mean it's right, but 
the more data it has and the more clarity it has relative to the data, the, the better the question is asked as it relates to the data. All those things, you know, get you to a more factual place. Um, and, and that's where, of course, we want to end up. We want, we want our opinions to be right. And so in so many parts of our lives, you know, it's the data that takes what we're thinking and it makes it more than an opinion. It's the data about our career, you know, the dollars and cents of our career, time and how we think about time, you know, client retention, referral, all, all the different rates and variables and things that we can turn into numbers. And those can be really, really powerful um, and, and um, game-changing in how we look at things. So again, uh, Deming said, without data, you're just another person with an opinion. And I love that you can take that idea and, and use it to push back on people with strong opinions and ask them to explain to you where is that thought coming from and, and where is the information that they're basing their opinion on? Where is it coming from? Because in this really complicated world of social media and fake news and all the stuff that's flying around um, and, and the fact that many of us live kind of in information silos that we don't step out of very often, um, that it's easy for us sometimes to, to get to a place ourselves with integrity but it may base, be based on, on false information. And I think that's really important to recognize and, and to, to always be kind of striving for, you know, as, as we're trying to solve problems, uh, trying to um, come up with answers, perhaps with people who trust us to have the right answer. So again, it's one of the reasons I'm a data freak. Uh, there's just so much, you know, in the math of business and in life. My last quote, um, this is Bob Iger. Um, Bob Iger is the, current chairman of Disney. He had retired for a while, but, um, oh, speaking of Florida, <laughs> I won't go back there, but, but uh, Bob Iger. And Bob Iger says, the riskiest thing we can do is just maintain the status quo. The riskiest thing we can do is just maintain the status quo or stay the way we are or keep things that are around us the way that they are. And so you know, step, stepping out of our comfort zones, um, it's hard stepping out of um, what we're in the midst of every day, perhaps for a long time, um, can be difficult. I might use myself as an example. Um, if you listen to me, you know, back in October, I decided well, actually before October, but I left Hairbrained in October. Um, that was my version of the status quo. And the status quo is not a bad thing in and of itself. I'd been there for five and a half years and I decided it was time to take a risk and do something different and did my best to do it in the best way possible in terms of uh, making sure I had accomplished everything I said I would at Hairbrained, which I did, and, and leaving the guys in, in a good situation. The risk for me was stepping out into a new space, putting out a new podcast, in fact, two new podcasts, putting out a newsletter, socialbeautymakers.com, go check that out, sharing information in new ways, going back into the consulting world where I had spent many years and working with brands and, and other companies on a variety of projects, you know, predominantly e-learning and community building, but those are risky things. You know, um, I could have kind of stayed doing what I was doing and perhaps coasted. So big picture, you know, what it says to me is that change, which is hard, you know, change is hard for all of us. And when we think about change, we always think about risk. You know, is it risky to make a change, whether it's my prices of my haircuts, you know, or, or the way you approach certain things. Um, or the job that you have. Change can be risky. Um, but I love this idea that sometimes the riskiest thing we can do is not change. And that is profound. Uh, thank you, Bob Iger, chairman of Disney. All right, my time has run out today. I hope you've gotten some insights. 
um, and something to ponder, I want to encourage you to visit me over at socialbeautymakers.com and sign up for my free weekly e-newsletter, more content, early access to the podcast, and information on uh, what's going to be coming new. If you like the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating, a review, maybe subscribe, or best yet, share it. All those things help others to find the podcast, pay it forward a little bit. And then finally, once again, I want to say thank you so very much for tuning in. I'm Gordon Miller. I can't wait to share more with you again next time.